upper respiratory issues, so sinuses, ears, mm. uh, throat, you know, and then it, it started to become more into the digestive system, so it became more of um, acid reflux, um, really bad gas, cramping, and um, just feeling uncomfort. And I mean, all mm. of this started weighing on more of my, my, menta my mentality, my emotions, and um, basically overall mood. And that was probably when I was about 25, 25, 26, when that happened, when that was like, when I was at the lowest of the low and I had to make a change and the doctors weren't going to help. So I kind of, that's when I had to really switch it up on my approach. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Comfort Zone podcast series. I am your host, Farhan Bundeli, and I am an immigrant and a digital nomad. I strongly believe that growth, success, and wisdom comes when we step out of our comfort zone. I believe this is the secret to a great life, and I want to share the secret with you in my very special way. In today's episode, we will be speaking again with Sinjin Larson. You will remember him from our first episode. Sinjin will tell us about the path of self-healing he discovered to dig himself out of immense darkness and physical ailment. I hope you have a blast while listening to this episode. Woohoo! My name is Sinjin. I live in Boulder, Colorado. I moved here about a little over a year ago. I started a wellness, health and wellness company um, practice about a year ago that I've been just slowly seeing how I fit into this realm of uh, the health and wellness industry and where I really am finding my unique path as a practitioner um, and which we're going to kind of get into that in this conversation. So, I mean, other than that, I, you know, I'm a pretty young guy who loves to be outside. Uh, I like to garden. I like to learn about permaculture and all, all that entails. I actually, today I was looking at uh, bow and arrows. So I'm, a goal of mine is to get into hunting by the end of this year, by the end of 2022. Um, and see where that takes me. So I don't know if wow. I'm going to use a gun or a bow yet. I'm leaning towards a bow, but um, I would like to really just be able to get out there and have some meat in the freezer for the winter time and really be able to make that connection and make that a part of my life. Um, I don't know if that's really a whole, like what people are wanting to hear about me, but that's, <laughs> that's what's going on in my life. No, I think... <laughs> I think it's great because we, you and I haven't chatted in like a month and I love you. Like, like, like we, we get together, we, we get along really well. And so it's amazing to, for my own curiosity of like, Hey, what's going on in the life of Sinjin um, to, to, to hear about this, which is great. And, you know, just on that note, I want to say that um, some of the other things that Sinjin and I connect on is um, sort of the breath work that, that, that he does. Um, you know, I think uh, is uh, is something that I've learned from him uh, in this regard. 
And uh, then as a result, sort of just playing with cold water and, and its restorative effects on the body. Um, you know, Sinjin is someone who, uh, you know, uh, did quite a few cold plunges. And I've learned quite a bit from him in this regard as well. So without further ado, I'm going to sort of take a minute or so to talk about myself and and um, sort of the series. So my name is Farhan. Uh, I am an aspiring Renaissance person. Uh, I want to make Leonardo da Vinci proud of me. And so as part of that, I am a public health professional. I'm a musician. I am a writer. I am a body positivity artist. And I am somebody who wants to um, help change the world by showing everybody how I live and how some of the people I meet in my travels live. And that's why I started the Get Out of Your Comfort Zone series. Because one thing that I learned, one thing that I learned um, pretty early on is to grow, to expand, whether you're looking for success or enlightenment, requires you to grow. And in order to grow, you have to go into a territory you have never gone to before right so that you can expand into it so that you can grow into it and so as a result as part of taking that step you have to embrace the sensation of being uncomfortable you know with getting out of your comfort zone right and and things that you already know that might be stagnating so how can you add new data new information to your entire being so that you can have new realizations to enrich in your life and what you're trying to accomplish. And so with that, um, I want to, I want to turn it back to, to Sinjin, um, and, and ask you, you know, tell me, tell me about what, what your youth, you know, um, before you got sick looked like, right? So give me the summary, you know, health, um, physical, mental, you know, just social. What was that like? Paint me a picture. Yeah, so I was a very active child. I uh, played all different types of sports, including karate, uh, football, baseball, basketball, soccer, golf, uh, camping out in the woods, um, hiking, running around, just being a kid pretty much. And I had asthma basically since I don't even know when it started. I had it all as a child my whole life. Um, and that's really all I can remember for an illness. Other than that, I mean, I was really healthy, um, good energy. I had really great parents that wanted me to do a lot of different things. So I was exposed to a lot of different things as a very young child. Uh, so, I, I mean, I was which is really I'm very grateful for now being an adult because I can notice myself be very agile and I have a very good sense of direction but also just a good like posture good um, athletic ability I think because I was exposed to so many things as a child and being energetic and having yeah. freedom uh, to explore and I mean pretty much was like that all the way up until really until college so okay so so let's talk about that right so like when you got to college paint me a picture paint me a picture of like the first moment that you realized something was not right 
you know, and, and, and like, what, what was that physically, you know, how, what were some of your, your symptoms at the beginning? And then like, as the intensity of your illness increased, how did that evolve? So take us through that journey of, you know, grappling with your illness. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to bring it back a little bit into, into high school. Cause the moment that you're speaking of actually happened in high school. It just, I didn't really progress mm. into taking action or really, you know, feeling the, the, like the hardcore effects of being ill until college. But I started questioning things in high school. So mm. there was <clears throat> a couple of times where I would come down with bronchitis and nobody really ever heard of, like, I never heard of anybody getting bronchitis around me. So that was like a very mm -hmm. interesting experience that I had because when I spoke about it to other kids in my class, they were kind of like, whoa, mm -hmm. that's pretty serious. And to me, mm -hmm. it was just kind of like, I mean, yeah, I was, I was pretty sick for like a week or, so, or something like that. And, um, you know, got the regular medical treatment of prescription drugs, uh, like a Z pack and, and those types of things, along mm -hmm. with my inhaler and things like that that I was using for asthma. Um, but when I started to really like, I guess you could say awaken a little bit, I wouldn't say I was awake, but I started awakening and questioning things was I was camping with my friends and, you know, we would be like out in the woods doing our thing and I would be mm -hmm. carrying around an inhaler and I just remember mm -hmm. looking at it because I've had so many times where I would go out like go out camping and I would have mm -hmm. to really make sure I had my inhaler or it would become like an, uh, an anxiety issue because I didn't have this thing that in case something happens to basically save me so I could breathe again. Um, mm -hmm. So I remember like looking at it out in the woods and I'll never forget this moment is that I remember looking at my inhaler and I'm like, my, like my ancestors and people of the past, didn't have to carry around this thing. Why do I have mm. to carry this thing around? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like people before me survived without this. Why do I have to, mm. like, why do I have to have this thing on me all the time and basically live with it? So mm. that was the big question. And so powerful. Yeah. And so as time went on, you know, I kind of, I, I didn't really go further than that. I didn't really go further than how do I not use this anymore. I kind of just was questioning mm -hmm. it at that point. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when I got into college, you know, that's when I started obviously partying more, uh, drinking a lot more. I was smoking at the time. None of these mm -hmm. things are good for asthma, obviously, but they're also mm -hmm. not good for the immune system. So my immune system would tank like pretty heavily, especially with all the stress around like testing and um, mm. work that you do in college, like trying to pass all the, all the tests and your courses and exams and things like mm -hmm. that. And um, mm -hmm. just that added extra stress, the, the, the asthma and then, then the, um, all of that kept turning into more bronchitis actually. So I had mm. bronchitis like consistently like multiple times in a year. And I would get the same wow. of, you know, Z packs, antibiotics, prescriptions, uh, different types of basically just different types of drugs, really. And um, it'd go mm. away. And then there came there came a point where it would only go away for about ten days, 
and then I was mm. sick again. And that's when it was wow. like, I, that's when there was like anger starting to build inside of me because there's, there's no, there was no solution at that point. It was like, I could go in there and I already knew it was, I knew what they were going to tell me. I just basically was like, give me the script. Let's do this for 10 days. And then, and then nothing would happen, you know, because I was living the same lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So basically, would you say the way you just described it, that that was the penultimate, darkest, most severe set of symptoms that you had? No, I think it got it got a little bit worse as a few okay. years after I graduated Tell us more. college because Tell us more. Because I just I kept kind of doing the same thing and not getting mm. any, any better results and then I it turned into more digestive issues and so it just basically it started snowballing is what happened. Mm. That it was from the respiratory issues to the um, upper respiratory issues, so sinuses, ears, mm. um, throat, you know, and then it, it started to become more into the digestive system, so it became more of um, acid reflux, um, really bad gas, cramping, and um, just feeling uncomfort. And I mean, all mm. of this started weighing on more of my, my, ment my mentality, my emotions, and um, basically overall mood. And that was probably when I was about 25, 25, 26, when that happened, when that was like, when I was at the lowest of the low and I had to make a change and the doctors weren't going to help. So I kind of, that's when I had to really switch it up in my approach. Okay. So when, while you were talking, right, I, I noted um, all of the ways in which Western medicine uh, failed you, right? So, um, uh, antibiotics, um, this like, uh, fixation on your respiratory system. Okay. Bronchitis. Uh, there's something going on with the bacteria. So let's treat it with antibiotics. Um, the other thing, um, you know, uh, that you said is just, um, you know, anxiety related to, you know, having to carry around your inhaler. Um, and then when you got into some of the, 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 the depths of the, the details around when things were at its worst, you know, you were interacting with the healthcare system in those, uh, specific other ways that weren't really curing you. What else, what were some, what are some examples of, if you can, if there are any, uh, of other instances that Western medicine tried to like say, oh, we're going to try this and, and it didn't work either. <laughs> there wasn't too many other ways. I remember going okay. into an ENT, uh, which is an ear, nose and throat specialist. And mm -hmm. they put a scope down my throat. Uh, and they were saying I had some polyps and some other things going on. It was really red, but they couldn't really, you know, they couldn't really diagnose anything with the, with the scope other than, what it was like, it was called like laryn, laryngi laryngeal something, some long word that I can't even remember, mm. barely pronounce, obviously. And yeah. um, I asked the woman, the specialist, because she, you know, she wrote me another script 
and told mm-hmm. me what I needed to do. And she actually gave me a sheet that had like a list of five different foods. It had like garlic, tomatoes, and some mm-hmm. other some other foods on there that were like you like you should avoid these foods. And I just asked her. I was like, "Well, isn't there anything?" Because at this point, I've done a, I've done a, like quite a bit of research on what's going on. And I just, yeah. I just asked her, like, okay, well, isn't there any more, like, dietary things that I need to be looking into? And mm-hmm. she looked at me, and she's like, well, I actually only took one semester of, of nutrition course throughout my whole, like, my whole training to become a doctor. Um, and she was like, it sounds like you're very interested in it. So maybe you should go and like take some nutrition classes or courses because I didn't really, Mm. I wasn't really trained in that. Mm. And that's when it hit me of like, okay, I'm talking to somebody who has like no idea of another way. Yeah. And you know what, man, right now I want to recognize the honesty of your doctor with you. Yeah. She put her ego aside and said, you know, I don't know that much because I only took such a limited amount and acknowledging your intelligence, your role, your stake as, 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 you know, somebody who's engaged in their healthcare, you know, um, and, 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 and empower you to, to pursue that. Um, I think that is special. That is unique, um, and and I want to acknowledge that it's super special. She, I mean, she was the first person that actually gave me, a, like, essentially a north star to look like to look yeah. else. Because if she wouldn't have said that, I wouldn't have really known. And yeah, I mean, I would have been able to look for it more because of you know the strongness of depth that I needed to heal, but. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able, it wouldn't have been as like, it's almost, it was almost confirmation of like, Hey, there's something else out there. I don't know what it is, but maybe you should go and figure that out. And mm-hmm. I was, actually, I was, I've been always grateful for that, that one specialist because of mm-hmm. her being able to say exactly that. So let's take a, a bit of a step back because, you know, you mentioned how, at this point, when you had this very important meeting with with your physician, that you'd already been doing a bit of research around, you know, contributing factors. So let's take a step back and walk me through the journey, right, of how you uncovered or gained awareness to there might be a way out or like, you know, saw the first you know, uh, you know, first, the first, the first glimpse of, of light, of hope, of, of something to grasp onto. Walk us through and the audience through, through that whole journey, turning point. Well, there was a lot of slow experimentations I was running on myself. Mm. And it, it, it eventually started ramping up and ramping up and I can get into that, but all what's coming to my mind is there was this this one guy on the internet and i haven't researched him in a while but 
his the way his like website or the way he basically introduced himself on the internet was uh, Chris Beat Cancer. That was his name, Chris mm-hmm. Beat Cancer. Because at the time, I didn't know what was going on with me, and you know, the internet's one of the worst places you can go when you have no idea what's going on, and you just start researching mm-hmm. things because it will tell you ridiculous things. And, and doctors know this now because they're like. You go in there and you tell them that you researched it on the internet and they're like, oh my goodness, like, it's going to tell you you're going to die and you're really not, like, they know you're not going to die, but when, when you're not getting, you know, the answers from your doctor, you're still going to do your own, like, at least somebody who really yeah. heal is going to do their own research. So they're going to try and figure it out and they're going to have to go through that swamp of just mm-hmm. like bad, basically bad information. Yeah, and, and by by the way, all this all this scary information comes from like the Mayo Clinic and like <laughs> these major wow. these major like health uh, health websites that you first that will first pop up on Google. Um, but anyways, wow. I found this guy named Crispy Cancer because I didn't know what was going mm-hmm. on with me. But basically, he was talking about how he recovered from stage three colon cancer um, and wow. how he did it. And he went through um, a conventional way. He got part of his colon taken out and removed. Mm-hmm. But he still knew that it comes back and people can, you know, still die from stage three cancer in this way. So he mm-hmm. took that approach plus a more alternative approach. And I just studied everything that he was doing and listening to him and watching all his webinars. And he would have all these different te- he got different doctors on different health, uh, mm-hmm. alternative health and wellness practitioners on mm-hmm. and different people speaking out about mm-hmm. how people are actually healing from cancer and not, and it's not like this doom or gloom thing and that like yeah. you can actually heal from this in a natural setting as well as conventional yeah. setting. And that's really when I started on a different path was listening to him and, and starting to do some of the protocols that he he recommended at least the lifestyle that he recommended. Um, and that's where I started to really begin my journey was through, through finding him and then moving on from there. Nice. Nice. So that's amazing. Thank you so much for, for illustrating sort of the, the turning point for you and, you know, sort of what eventually led to the aha moment. Right. So, so let's talk about the uh, aha moment. Um, in a way um, that, you know, represents your healing, right? So, so, so here we have, and just, I'm going to summarize it for our audience is, um, you know, the turning point was when you came across this uh, person who survived cancer in a more integrated health manner, sort of um, taking into account the more holistic nature of health, um, like diet, um, gut health. And so walk us through, you know, after that conversation with your PCP, which was the next step, who she really encouraged you that, Hey, you might be onto something. You should take more courses. Tell us about those courses, what you learned and, and, and like how you started to form your realization of what was contributing to your illness the aha moment yeah so she didn't recommend any courses or anything she just basically left it at that and um mm. 
that's when I, you know, that's when I found crispy cancer around that around that time, and I started doing a lot of juicing and a lot of fasting, and I was getting into different mm -hmm. yoga practices and meditation, mm -hmm. things to really calm the nervous system, because that was gotcha. one of the major problems was I was so ramped up all the time because of being sick that it, mm -hmm. I was always in this fight or flight mode because I just, I was mm -hmm. angry, I was sick, I was you mm -hmm. know, stressed out, and it, it what that's not going to help you heal. You, the way you heal mm -hmm. is, is being in the parasympathetic state of really like resting and digesting and repairing. And so as time continued on, I basically did a lot of things, like I said, through the internet, just experimenting with myself and all these ways of fasting and, and just trying anything alternative. I didn't really think of anything integration-wise at that point. At this mm -hmm. point, I'm looking at all the extremes. I'm looking at like yeah. breatharians and the vegan raw, raw vegan diets and just juicing and like just going really extreme for like a few months of doing different things. Yeah. And um, probably more like closer to a year or two. And eventually, I came across a podcast that helps that really went into what integrative health is. And it, he's a naturopathic doctor. Um, he talks about all these different, basically all these different uh, imbalances that he has helped people overcome. And I just would listen to his podcast every single day, multiple times a day uh, mm. for close to six months. Mm. And it sounds like a long time, but I was very skeptical well because I've been trying all these things and I wasn't getting the results I wanted and mm -hmm. I, you know I just had a lot of questions but everything that he was saying you know was ticking the boxes like it made sense to me in my mind and eventually you know I got some functional medicine lab tests and I had those read to me by uh, a health coach from mm -hmm. Boston, Massachusetts. I was in the Florida Keys at the time, so it was pretty, uh, you know, in my mind, a risky move. I didn't have a lot of money, so I just spent a bunch of money on yeah. a contest and to hear about results from somebody that was, you know, all the way on the other side of the country. And, mm -hmm. you know, got the results, and she, she gave me her recommendations, and I literally just took her recommendations, and I just followed them step by step, and, I got a lot of results very quickly, like within three months. And that was wow. the aha moment, was, was like essentially doing research and from that research making a, you know, the best decision that I could for what mm -hmm. I knew from all the research I've done and just trusting it and just putting my faith into it that, you know, I did my homework. I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow through with what I just invested in and not, and mm. not, um, and not like mess with it. And it, it wasn't easy. I, I would like, I'll even say that I didn't follow the protocol to a T, but I, you know, I, my whole lifestyle was completely changed by following the recommendations and mm. I got a lot of results very quickly. And I, once that happened, I mean, my mental, my, my mental clarity was back. My energy was like, like I never felt it before. Probably since mm -hmm. like I, we talked about in the beginning, like when I was a child, like my energy mm -hmm. levels were back. Um, 
a lot of symptoms like the digestive symptoms that I talked about were gone. And honestly, one of the biggest things for me is that I, I haven't had asthma since. Mm. So like it was a huge shift in my life. Like it was a huge, it was the, probably the biggest shift in my life in that moment, mm. in that like wow. that span of three months when I was doing And thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much for bringing things full circle, right? Because we started this whole story with you being dependent on your asthma and it being on the inhaler and it being a source of source of anxiety for you. And, and that moment, that moment of being a free thinker, a critical thinker and looking at this inhaler and saying, my ancestors did not need this. Why am I holding this in my hand? And for you to be in a position now where you no longer need your inhaler, how beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? The realization of it. And so, you know, before we get into, you know, the results of your functional medical labs, can you please, for the audience, explain what a functional medical lab, uh, you know, is as it relates to what it tests, um, what what kinds of things you have to like contribute, you know, to, to do it. Walk us through, you know, what a functional medical lab test or series looks like. Yeah, so there's all different kinds. Um, I mean, there's probably more than I even know about, but they range from anything okay. from testing mineral levels, vitamin levels, um, your microbiome, so bacteria, fungus, parasites, um, mm. They'll test adrenal levels, hormone levels, thyroid levels, um, omegas, omega-3, omega-6s. Mm. They'll test things like even uh, more just toxic levels. They'll test things mm -hmm. like mold. Um, mm -hmm. A whole range of things that functional medicine lab tests can test mm. for. And, awesome. <laughs> excuse me, they're, they're a little different than blood, than your regular blood tests. Okay. In the sense of... There are some blood tests, but they're not through, uh, they're not through IVs or, um, not IVs, um, through like a phlebotomist. It would be more finger mm -hmm. prick pokes. So you just mm -hmm. prick a little piece of, uh, of your finger and get it to bleed. And then you put it, the blood onto a card and it dries. So it's a dry, mm -hmm. dry blood spot test. Um, so there's mm -hmm. those, there's urine tests, there's hair samples, um, and stool stool samples, and those are basically the ones that I know about and that I actually run at this point in my life that I can run for other people. Um, and I mean, the way you can get them is you can find a functional medicine doctor or practitioner. You can ask your your doctor, your MD that you have now, if they can run anything like that. I'm mm -hmm. not too sure they they. Usually they might be able to, but they, I don't know if they would know how to read them, if they would know how to interpret them because of their training. Yeah. Um, and, or you can come to someone like myself and basically, I mean, they can do them in house for you, the practitioner or the doctor, or you can do mm -hmm. like ones like I use, um, they get sent right to your door. So mm -hmm. you order them and they come right to your door and you follow the directions and essentially send them back through the mail to the lab testing mm -hmm. uh, facility, and then they send that data to me. 
and then mm-hmm. your doctor or your practitioner and they mm-hmm. will interpret the data and from their you know their training their knowledge and their understanding experience they can give you recommendations mm-hmm. then from what that data entails okay okay great and we're, i don't think we need to get into the details of like specifically what your test results read and like you know but suffice it to say that you know once we knew what was off in your functional medical lab exams the naturopathic doctor that you consulted with you know um was able to give you recommendations um you know and uh, as a result you saw you know very soon you know uh differences in, in how you were living um and so my question to you is you know um a naturopathic doctor did that for you and basically what you've done over the last few years is build up your knowledge to essentially be able to interpret the functional medical labs for someone else and are you also in a position to recommend um you know ways to uh, remediate that or, or or treat those so treatment protocols is that something that you do as well well first of all it wasn't it wasn't actually the naturopathic doctor that was that was giving me the recommendations and reading my results it was actually a health coach that was trained by that doctor. Oh. So she wasn't even a doctor herself. She was just a, a wellness coach that was trained in nutrition and, gotcha. and other things. So she just had the knowledge and the connections to be able to, and the training to be able to do all that for me. So mm. I got a lot of my help, not just from uh, listening to the podcast and stuff, but from actually somebody mm. who's not a doctor that just knew, who knew her stuff and knew how to help and knew how to interpret mm-hmm. labs and be able to then uh, give me her yeah. recommendations from what she knew. And that's essentially what I do. That's what I am. I'm a health, gotcha. health and wellness practitioner that has this similar training to her. And I do not treat or cure or diagnose. So I wouldn't give out a treatment to anybody. Um, it would be, it's more health education and, and recommendations. You know, it's, there's a lot of, verbal things that you know you can't really be messing with since i don't have the right types of uh papers right i don't have the i don't have the right training i don't i didn't go to medical school so i can't actually say that i treat or cure or diagnose anything i didn't go to medical school to get that training to be able to understand how to do those things but what i have been trained in is to be able to understand how important lifestyle is understand how different stressors of your environment and who you are and what you're going through, what you're um, basically what you're deficient in and what you're toxic in and be able to utilize functional medicine lab tests along with all this other holistic lifestyle um, training that I've had to be able to integrate those two to be able to help other people with recommending labs or interpreting lab tests. So let me ask a clarifying question then, right? So say um, somebody gets a functional medicine lab test done with um, with you and coming to you for help and in interpreting them. Say they're, you know, sort of um, uh, magnesium, which is one of the minerals. I'm just going to make, 
I'm going to make up a scenario on the spot. Uh, their magnesium levels are out of whack, right? Um, are you in a position to tell them, hey, these are the kinds of foods that you should be eating more of, or, you know, this is a supp supplement, or this is the best way to supplement, you know, magnesium into your diet. Um, like, do you sort of help with treating that imbalance to bring it back up uh, in balance? Yes, absolutely. I help, I okay. help with being able to help people rebalance, yeah. their, rebalance their bodies yeah. through health and wellness education. Yeah. And yeah. it wouldn't just awesome. be like, it wouldn't be just to like play on that example. It doesn't have to be like eat more food or take more supplements. It can also be like take out stress of your life. Like, yes. You don't need more. Sometimes you just need less and that equals more. Yes. Yes, 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 for sure, for sure, um, especially if it's, you know, like, so part of what you might be doing is doing a comprehensive, uh, you know, sort of assessment of, you know, what does your typical diet look like now? You know, do you smoke? Do you drink? Um, you know, what kind of job do you have? And so, like, really getting to know um, this individual. So here's my question, right? So what value do you add as part of your service right so like compared to this health coach and and what they charge you to basically help you how how does your service add value like do you offer you know because you're sort of starting out comparably you're more affordable or do you have like what is your edge or you know talk to us about how you add value in in this regard well i pretty much follow the same guidelines and principles as the health coach that I went to. And this is a good mm -hmm. question because this is something that I've been actually navigating for myself and how I can really create a practice that is my own, where I do um, provide a value, a service, a solution to somebody mm -hmm. that really fits who I am who really, that really plays into the gifts that I have, that plays into what I really am interested in love and have, you know, talent and skill in to be able to mm -hmm. provide that and be different than what's already out there. So that mm -hmm. is actually something that I have been learning and developing in myself over the past year because I, awesome. I did start out basically just following it by the books and that can get results, but in a, in a way it wasn't really working for me because I wasn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't very enthusiastic about mm -hmm. it as, as I needed to be, as I wanted to be. And that's mm -hmm. been, that's really been my own journey through the last year of really discovering what it, what my edge is, where mm -hmm. that value is that I can provide in that, that, mm -hmm. um, that uniqueness, that, that niche or whatever, whatever it may be to be able yeah. to provide people. But I think suffice it to say, you know, you know, having known you and, and, you know, like worked with you that you're very hungry, you know, you're, you're, you're starting off, you know, you're still in the beginning stages, uh, but you're very hungry. You're hungry to help, to help whoever it is that you are working with and, and, you know, uh, being your friend, um, you know, I kind of get the sense that, you know, you in this regard, because this is so deeply personal to you that you will, you, you 
you naturally you you end up going above and beyond uh you know for whoever it is that you end up working with um you know and so like the the value that you add is like whatever you end up charging them you're doing for them way more um than you know somebody else who's just maybe a health coach right and who was like trained in this you lived you lived this illness and and uh, as a result you know how you can relate with your patients your clients um ultimately will will come out in in a way that's very powerful um absolutely man thank you so much i mean it's th- i mean this is getting out of my comfort zone yeah starting a practice being able to say that i am an integrative health practitioner that i can run functional med- medicine lab tests that i can help people with their lifestyle and and really help them with chronic illnesses that doctors have yeah. not been able to is it's a huge step man it's it's something because i don't i don't have 10 years of experience of i don't yeah. have 10 years of education on like of schooling to give me a degree in something that um you know people really rely on for their you know this is the health people really need to be they're, they're investing in somebody they're investing in somebody to help give them answers to help them along to where they want to be to live a live a better life to feel alive within themselves and their environment and you know everything that i've learned um it's a big it's it is stepping out of my comfort zone to be able to yeah. just get like put myself aside get out of my own way and be able to really be yeah. there for be there for others you know way that and I you know what man the reason that i love you is that you're stepping out of your comfort zone in such an honest you know way uh you know filled with the pursuit of of enlightenment and and with a purpose that is truly beyond just you you know it is it is in a way for the greater good to help those outside of yourself so that is truly commendable um i want to thank you so much for for making the time to 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 be with be here um you know uh you know sharing space with me and 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 sharing your 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 story your journey your business um for uh you know before we sort of end for the evening uh could you please share you know sort of um uh your um instagram handle um you know and um sort of so that you know those who might be listening after uh if they're interested in reaching out to you that they have a way to do so yeah absolutely i mean first i just want to say thank you brother i mean man you are so enthusiastic and i can't wait to interview your pioneering loving <laughs> spirit your i i can't wait to hear about all the travels that you've been on and in the music that uh. you've been making and the person that you are becoming so i look forward to doing that interview on this on this getting out of your comfort zone series so thank you so much um and yeah people can find me on this you know this handle i'm going to be you know i've been in this transitional phase for a few months now so i haven't been too um consistent with my posting so really if they want to actually get to know me uh or get in touch with me i would say email me at integrate at sinjin@integrativenative.com uh they can email me there and or they can message me here on instagram uh through this handle handle integrative native and 
those are the best ways to probably get a hold of me. So. Okay, so really quick, um, your email is Sinjin spelt S I N as in Nancy J I N at integrative. Is there a underscore uh, for your email? So integrative native all one word integrative native uh, dot com. So Sinjin at integrative native dot com. <laughs> Correct, you got it. And your Instagram handle is integrative underscore native. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. Well, folks, that's all we got for today. Hope you had a good time. And, uh, you know, until the next, next episode, um, keep living your best life and make sure you get out of your comfort zone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Get Out of Your Comfort Zone podcast series. I truly hope it resonated with you. If you would like to further connect with Sinjin, please see his contact in the description. And if you would like to connect and show us some love on your Instagram story, please find my info in the episode description as well. Until the next episode, I wish you infinite love and light. Thank you so much for tuning in.